Now here we have two real pioneers embarking upon a new career, capitalizing on this global warming hype. Yeah, they're the ones that brought you the left-handed hammer and tried to market a recycled pamper. You could say the Gullivan brothers have always been the entrepreneurial type. But this next harebrained gullible venture could be earmarked as the major clincher as to whether or not they'll be living it up in their retirement age. They put all they had into one bank row, bought a bunch of land down at the South Pole, eagerly awaiting the impending doom of climate change, <laughs> thereby being in the catbird seat in the new Florida. And I'm all for Hello and good evening. This is Josh as always by Aaron and Bob. If you can find the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable, and sense that nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all do this evening? Oh. <laughs> I, I love just how boomer that song is. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was peak boomer Republican. Like, like everybody's dad would like fucking be like, love that song. They're the ones like sharing it. Like they they constantly ask you for the next two months if you've heard this. Like, hey, you hear this hey, one? Hey. And then play it, make you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> uh, it's a you real... joke now, but Florida is literally underwater. So, <laughs> fuck off, Aaron. <laughs> That's a real knee slapper there. <laughs> you can tell it's for the boomers too, because he thinks they're gonna buy, land in the south pole right where the hole in the ozone is <laughs> come on <laughs> i like the reference to the left-handed hammer like i'm sure there's people out there it's like well i'm sure there is a left-handed hammer isn't there <laughs> no well there's no one that thinks that that's fucking i bet you could get your like wait, wait didn't you see the girlfriend to go buy one opened up but... the leftorium or whatever and i'm pretty sure he sold left-handed hammers in his left-handed you... shop can convince a woman in your life that there is a left-handed hammer, please call in at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. Yeah, I think but, you're good. I think you could trick your like girlfriend or wife into running right. in the store, get a what, left-handed hammer. Ask, just ask <laughs> we're, the we're counter so much... for it. <laughs> Babe, this is like, I, I need a left-handed. You have to go back, return this, and just, yeah, make her busy. <laughs> We'll see, see how Beautiful. quickly she gives up on it, on, on that, that task as well. Well, it won't be as easy as giving up on the, the climate change initiatives that are brought to us by the World Ec Economic Forum again. Can you believe this, guys? They are on the path. The Church of Climate Change is on the move again, and they are setting in stone rules to live by, uh, guidance for your day-to-day -day habits one, and life. The bugs. Kind of, <laughs> this is becoming like uh the like the ten commandments uh you, it did you know that bugs are a good uh substitute for beef protein <laughs> and did you know that microplastics are a good substitute for bug protein <laughs> <laughs> and just so, like the ten commandments you only you have to fall the first two and you kind of just the rest fall blind so if you eat the bugs and you own nothing like, yeah, you got it pretty much down. Almost. There's a little bit more to it. So the World Economic Forum three weeks ago, September 14th, 2022, released an article titled My Carbon, an Approach for Inclusive and Sustainable Cities. Um, so they go on and 
they they actually tackle a really important thing in regarding to climate change and they actually say right off the bat cities across the world account for 75 percent of our total carbon emissions oh shit these people Wait, like, like it's not it's not just the farm well it's not like tilling the soil and cows farting and yeah like i thought i thought that was the vast majority of carbon emissions Yes, vast open lands and having livestock is the the source of all emissions. But the number one, the number one killer of the planet. But now, now you say that cities, like the most efficient way to live, are somehow um, an inefficient use of energy. No, is, is this because like ninety nine percent of people live in cities, and it's so well, they're actually being more efficient? It's because cities aren't they they haven't converted it into everybody being pod people yet. And they haven't built that cool futuristic wall just in the middle of a desert, like a fifty-kilometer oh, wall so that they jam you into. The one in Saudi Arabia that they're talking about. Well, they actually point out the the biggest cause of concern in the cities aren't a lot of the things that you would associate with the cities. It's uh, transportation and buildings. They don't clarify how buildings. Like inanimate objects are contributing no, concrete. to concrete. Is is that, <laughs> is that what you're just saying? Yes, Josh? concrete just is a concrete. major source of carbon emissions. Yes. Does it just emit? Is this science I I never knew existed? That's pretty much how it works. Okay. Yeah. Because I I my understanding is that like they take into like the total effects of like the carbon emissions that come out of the construction of the building, right? All like the energy used and the trash and materials and stuff like that that are used in the construction of it, which is kind of why like his historical buildings are more green. Like a fucking thousand year old like church is way more green than anything that we've engineered up until this point with modern science. Like, would you agree, Aaron? Like, you'd much rather have like a twelve hundred year old church than like a modern. Yeah, building. well, everything here is now. We we don't build anything to last anymore. It, yeah. Um, wait, Bob, is the, is the punchline that like slave labor is gonna offset carbon emissions? Like, yeah, is, is slavery that is, is green. Is, is, if, if you're in carbon, <laughs> if you're in carbon debt, you become a you know a, a slave to the bank and go build buildings. Voila, problem solved. Not, not. I, I mean, basically, they they want to nail you down for everything. So this lays out like the groundwork for all of the things that have changed because of COVID-19 and all of the things that they acknowledge that society has accepted, which is pretty funny. Uh, they list I here, still don't go COVID outside. Yeah. COVID-19 was the test of social responsibility. A huge number of unimaginable restrictions for public health were adopted by billions of citizens across the world. No, not adopted. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a poor use of the language. <laughs> These restrictions yeah, yeah. were brutally forced upon, like a majority of the globe. And in, in oh, so one like, of it was like, like a pop quiz, I like I how they quiz. suggest the citizens were the ones that adopted it. Like it was our idea, right? <laughs> and they go on social distancing, wearing masks, mass vaccinations, and acceptance of contact tracing applications for public health. I literally That's did not do key. one single thing of these. Not a yeah. single thing on that list that I fucking do ever. But all of those aren't as important as the last one. You we you have to accept the fact that we're going to contact trace you 
for the greater good. That's the one that they really fucking honed in on. It's like, holy shit. Uh, uh, this demonstrated the core of individual social responsibility. Oh, my God. So th they're honing in on this. They're yes, saying individualism right there. Th yeah, there is a social contract and there's more response. It has been renegotiated. You, you had no part in that negotiation, but a lot of your free freedoms come along with that. They will be removed because of this renegotiation. So, uh, the yeah. Equivalent. This is like the government equivalent of when like your company's like, Hey guys, we posted record breaking, a record breaking quarter uh, of profits. Isn't that me? Give yourselves a round of applause. We couldn't have done it without you. And you're like, uh, is that give me? Do I get a raise? No, you get a pizza party. You get it. We bought you a pizza. And then like, this is the you... government version of that where they're just like, you guys did such a good job of being slaves. Like, do we get anything for that? Like we, uh, well, we tell you good job, which that should mean something to you. No, we're going to make Very it permanent. That's your reward. Citizens. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make everything permanent. Yeah. You did so such a good job. Okay. We're going to continue doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah. We're going to help, uh, man, we're going to help, uh, manufacture an environment that of socially responsible individuals like yourself you're an individual now put on the mask <laughs> get your Sorry. contact tracing number mr individual and uh have fun yeah i have an individual number it's <laughs> yeah, yeah my number one this is my number none other are like it <laughs> just wait until there's a, a glitch in the system and there are two people with the same number Holy we have shit. some lame bruce willis movie come out of it that really is like the so, new like fucking military for these fucking losers or they're like instead of like this is my rifle there are many but made before it <laughs> like whatever that fucking <laughs> thing. this is my number <laughs> this is my carbon if you do a really footprint. good if you do a really good job <laughs> yeah. like contact being contact traced then uh, they might retire your number, like an NFL player retiring, and like who's you know some superstar, <laughs> and they retire their number. Yeah, or yeah. Most compliant, could... need to fucking get your number <laughs> yeah. up on a wall. So okay, <laughs> step one is to uh, kind of dictate what the social responsibility is, saying like we're going to track you all the time. The second step is to use, in their words, the fourth industrial revolution technology breakthroughs. To use AI to track uh, your personal carbon or food footprint, your transportation, and your home energy and lifestyle choices and their energy uses. Wow, I love AI and machine learning. Very, very <laughs> exciting. These buzzwords just make me think the future and <laughs> they're, technology. And they're, they're like, look at all these cool apps that we developed during COVID. They're so great. They, they've pro, become like, so useful, guys. Aren't they so useful? Haven't, has, hasn't your life benefited directly from being contact traced during COVID-19? Tell me I'm how sorry, your I, life <laughs> has I, increased. I'm still stuck. Thinking about a NFL retirement ceremony for the most compliant, like the Hall of Fame of compliance. Where they're just like, you die, and they just like, they have a little ceremony where they're pulling the fucking microchip out of your fucking forehead. Like, <laughs> to be enshrined. This guy, Hall of Famer Josh Capazola, some say he doesn't even need a microchip, but he wanted one anyways. That's how compliant that guy was. No one will replicate those numbers. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> the concept of that is so good. 
Oh. I mean, we're we're kind of going toward that, like unironically. It's like a weirder version of idiocracy that's that's being manufactured, like in front of our eyes. Yeah, um, it's like I know, uh, I'm no, I'm, I may put up a front of the show, but I'm not I'm not actually the most compliant. Uh, it's a, it's a dream of mine one day, but you know, right now it's falling a little bit short. Sorry, guys. You're young. You'll get there. <laughs> I mean, All you right. know, fifth jab on the way. I don't know if I will get there. <laughs> So the third step in this is to basically the propaganda machine. Uh, according to them, they say raise awareness and ownership for nature and the environment. And they, right, which which is like shit that they've been doing this entire time with like Greta and stuff like that. I understand. They, they list all these things. The people's climate vote reflects that over uh, 64% of the people believe climate change is a global emergency. That's probably emergency. accurate. That's how fucking stupid people are. They really they say bought, here, like... Well, hold on. This is even worse. 80% of citizens say they are willing to change how they live and work to combat the effects of climate change. Oh, Yeah, my I'm willing God. to have... Uh, get rid of my HBO Max subscription and only do Netflix and Disney+. Plus. That's that's a big lifestyle change. <laughs> I can't watch Thank the you... episode of House of the Dragon unless I torrent it. Thank you for your <laughs> sacrifice, Josh. <laughs> a true warrior. Um, welcome everyone it, it yeah, kind of it, it's kind of crazy when you look at climate change because it's, it's the prime example of like something that blatantly just with like tertiary research is blatantly unfounded like it is not a, it's not some set in stone fact and it's just everyone's reality like of, of how you can get 80 percent of the population to just live in illusion wait, wait, they wait, think wait they... so aaron regardless of whatever propaganda you've been fed about the science of climate change uh which uh, no to anyone listening out there definitely is real um this like what we're learning from this article here and as well as what people have learned from the COVID 19 pandemic and the habits they've adopted is that this is a lesson in social responsibility. It's not like it, it doesn't have to be climate change. It doesn't have to be a pandemic. We're making strides, making progress as a society, making improvements as a society, regardless of the reason. Josh okay. really going for that golden microchip, <laughs> and he's really trying to get into the fucking Hall of Fame. It, uh, excuse you, I am a platinum microchip. Uh, it okay. stings the brain ten percent less than the common microchip. <laughs> Yeah, they don't do a bronze bust of your head because it's like not good for the environment. But they, they, <laughs> they name a maggot a after you, and you know before they feed it to some <laughs> other fucking slob. <laughs> God damn! So they they break it down and tell me that this is not happening right now. So they break it down in three three categories: economic behavior, cognitive awareness, and social norms. Under economic behavior, it says increase cost for carbon intensive activities and goods oh wow uh the carbon gas tax. or the price okay. the the price of gas is six dollars fifty cents where i live so <laughs> that's that's well, a reality that's of the war in ukraine like you know josh okay thank you for my soundboard yeah. yeah yeah you really got <laughs> that. that i hate you trigger finger ready if, couldn't if believe you didn't to, have it ready me, in it'd be ten dollars already i'm sorry it was an alt tab issue uh economic <laughs> incentives to reduce demand and improve efficiency so what 
Okay, let's brainstorm. What's an economic incentive to reduce demand? Uh, a grant. To, to reduce, reduce demand? demand in what? Like, oh, in, demand in oil? It, in no, oil, no, no, it, in food? In, let's say in red meat. The, no, no, it is. know it's that grants. they want to reduce it, that. It, it's, it's fucking taxpayer-funded grant money that goes to, like, a, to make an electric car. You know, it's or, like it's to boost industries yeah, that don't exist okay, already to reduce demand in other industries. That's not yeah, lowering if, if the demand. In VR, uh, hold on, and I don't have to go if, drive into the office. If you stick with food, say like you want to lower the demand of red meat. So what they've done is burn down a bunch of meat processing plants and then given them incentive grants to reopen, rebuild as bug uh, food, like bug protein manufacturers. And so yeah, what's going to happen rubber. is the demand for red meat and like poultry and everything else that we normally eat, that's not going to go down, but the supply of the bugs is going to go up and the supply of the the stuff that we actually want is going to go down. No one's going to eat the fucking bug. The, the demand the for only, the bugs is not there. So the how do reason, you, the how only do reason you that actually I said affect grants, demand? That's what I'm saying. The only reason I think when they say reduce demand instead of reduce supply the only reason I thought, like, the only way you can reduce demand for, like, a car, like a gas-powered car, is by just flooding the market with, like, fucking electric cars. I understand that. I mean, but for the, for the specifically food example, for food. I, are, Bob, are, you, are you trying to get to, the, to, like, if we have less people, there's less of a demand for food? Is that, is that the whole <laughs> yes! the thesis here, Bob? Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Come on! <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, That's I, true. I mean, that is the only way to reduce <laughs> to demand reduce the demand for food for meat. <laughs> Okay, you can cognitive brainwash people into being vegans, you know, but that only only tricks the dumbest and weakest they've been, of us. They've been doing that since the seventies, well, and they've only gotten so yet. far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cognitive awareness, raise visibility of personal carbon footprint. Which oh, I'm, visibility, I'm, so tracking right. your carbon exactly, and raise awareness of personal carbon limit to sustain the transition to a net zero carbon society so that's just like a word you only get to use so much uh energy before we flip the switch okay (laughs) cool this is sounding like a utopia to me what about you guys social norms that's already happening though because they're turning off people with smart acs and like the smart meters and shit like that those people are being cut off in california and in uh, denver colorado it's for the actual opt-in programs for for that where you, you can opt in and you know, get some rebate or get some money if you choose to let the energy company have control over your thermostat in times of extreme weather uh people are opting in for like as low as it's like 40 or 50 dollars a month it's something really stupid for what they're giving up jesus christ okay new well, definition I... of fair share of personal emissions okay yeah this so... is the social norms category a new definition of a fair share of personal emissions. So that's basically being like, how much did you travel? How much did you eat? Right? It's just tracking. It's, again, just tracking your personal emissions, but they want yeah. people to yell at you. They want a definitive number that people can see and yell at you about on social media. Well, it's it's, uh, the, the it's an equ- equitable equitable travel policy. So, uh, you know, prioritize migrants and um, refugees, of <laughs> course, and for anyone else, uh, you know, go go in a lottery. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. They'll use very comforting AI to tell you that you've Innovative exceeded your AI. carbon emission. Yeah. 
<laughs> to tell you that you've exceeded your carbon emissions for the day and that oh, you need goody. to yeah, what, what about machine learning stop moving just ai yeah <laughs> sorry i feel like those are just the buzzwords that are always used together using I don't ai like... and machine learning this new startup is going to do this innovative thing Ooh, ah crazy i don't like how overused you know ai is the new quantum you realize that it's getting there yeah it's well, like we never actually had the technology for it to catch on yeah but like ai they use it for See the nano anything. nanotech that's it um like your new tennis racket has nanotech uh technology carbon nanotubes in it or whatever it just so they just always say ai though it's, it no, annoys me because artificial intelligence is supposed to be like you know like a sentient robot not just yeah. i know not, not like not a, a, a voice commanded fucking remote control which is basically what they fucking use it for now like oh you can turn the heat down in your uh, house from your phone that's from the ai and you're like that's a fucking remote control and like what are you talking about it's not I, I pre-programmed it to do that what yeah like oh yeah you can talk to alexa and she'll turn the music up wow she's like her own person I, don't I feel speak like rude they, to her she won't listen anymore they can get away with that with like the ai stuff because it's like oh it's a it's an app on your phone there's an ai associated with it people would just like buy that they're like we have a new ai in our advertisement to sell you whatever scheme that we're doing you know but it's yeah, like it's quantum it's ai like, if you if you're trying to put quantum in the name like you're actually like trying to put forth something to sell that's like physical and like there and you're you know you have an actual product well, that's that's, you know what i mean well that's aaron's point too is that ai used to mean something and it used to like be something impressive or an actual now it means nothing technology now right. now the barrier event barrier to entry for ai is so extremely low that yeah it's, it's not even it, it's lost a lot of power as even a marketing buzzword i oh my god i just typed quantum ai just to see what the first thing would pop up was and it's <laughs> Quantum AI Elon Musk app. <laughs> nice. And it's a crypto yeah, wait, trading voice platform. Voice oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna type quantum AI into Dolly AI art generator and see what that comes up with. I just wanted to see what how stupid it would be, the first result for quantum AI, and apparently it's an Elon Musk app, so exactly as stupid as I thought it would be. Perfect. Awesome. For for trading crypto, another fucking gay thing that no one needs. I <laughs> I agree, centralize the banks, but uh, I don't know. Maybe all the way. Maybe you can find some new form of AI digital happiness uh, by browsing this app. I I have no idea. You know you know why I realized that crypto is <laughs> oh fucking stupid. Not to get off on too much of a tangent, but just like it doesn't matter what like. It doesn't matter what the central bank can tra track. It's all about the will of enough people. And most people are just slaves to the fucking banks and money and bullshit. So it's like, if the people don't change, it'll never change. No one cares if 1% of the population is trading fucking mystery coins anonymously <laughs> on the internet. That's not going to be what brings the banks down. You know what I mean? Like, it has to just be everybody collectively goes... Yeah, yeah, we're fucking done with this. We're do whatever your gay system is, we're not doing it anymore. Until that happens, none of it matters. Like, there's no, you're not gonna fight it organically, right? And 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 also, uh, you know, everyone starts searching for the price and and stock of fertilizer and you know, and van rentals and 
Fuck, actually, the reason crypto works and got property. You know what, though? The reason that crypto even worked and got popular is because the population warships fucking money. People are using it as a fucking slot machine to see if they could quadruple their fucking money in about two seconds by duping some other idiot into buying, uh, you know, cum coin at, like when okay. it was <laughs> ten times higher than it needed to be. That was actually oh. a real coin. Really? Okay. Yeah, but we don't need to. Off of it. We don't need to have I a think crypto so. episode without. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> fucking, it's without word the sentiment, but it's fucking stupid. So I, I mean, okay. think we can agree the official Oklahoma stance is anti-crypto, right, guys? No, no, yes. <laughs> no. God damn it. Ugh. We're more anti-banks, but we're definitely not pro crypto. We're not pro crypto. Let's put it that way. I'm not. Dude, Thanks I'm the most retarded. <laughs> don't don't even all right me. all right back on topic <laughs> back on topic wait so are we, are we doing artificially intelli- intelligence generated happiness or what's the uh let's do happiness or fun shall we define fun it's oh it's very close to happiness i oh, tried wait. to do a segue there and then aaron just like deep dive right know, into I, crypto I I... fucking cum tokens <laughs> Wait, that was so that was everything with the fucking <laughs> yeah, environment. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's the church of of climate telling us how to live our lives, and their uh, their textbook kind of like plan set forth to how they're going to force us to do that. Well, I so. even saw I saw the notes, like I saw like the quick cliff notes on this next video, and I didn't get your segue. So somebody intro. What what is this next topic? Go ahead, nail it, Josh. Uh, well, I, I guess I guess the intro is this is a TED talk about how to have quote unquote true fun. Uh, now we'll, we'll go through a, a quick little journey here of what really is true fun. What what's fun to begin with? Why should we have fun? And uh, how how do you even have fun? It's it's a very very technical, very in depth discussion. I think, I think brought to you by the... a woman, the most fun type of person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron just, you know, Aaron just spoiled harder. it. Okay. <laughs> just before the clip play too god damn <laughs> uh, i love it you know it's a lot harder than it seems like it should be actually feeling alive oh this so is so relatable that's so hash we're already relatable. pausing it perfect Looking, <laughs> look at this dead inside fucking whore on stage no wonder she has trouble feeling alive Dude, oh my god! I I never even glanced up at her, but holy shit, that's this woman is she's got something going. on. It's because she's ten years past clubbing age, and now she's depressed. Because women don't have any; they have no understanding of value because they were just told everything they did was awesome. So as soon as they get to the stage where no one wants them anymore, they fucking lose it. They don't know Dude, what to I, I do. Think- I think you'll be changing your tune pretty quickly once you see how much fun she has in her life, okay? Uh, That's the last I... thing that they have is to ruin everybody else's life. So she's going to tell you a bunch of bullshit that, that will make your life objectively worse. So it's the <laughs> only way she can feel anything that's like joy. She needs more people down in, at guess. her level to, to make her feel less lonely. Yeah. That's, that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, she's just slipping into the fucking abyss of hell. And she's just trying to grab as many people to fucking come down with her definition of what fun is. I want to reveal some of the ways in which it is astonishingly good for us. And I want to give you all some suggestions for things you can do, starting right now, to experience its power 
for yourself. So the first thing we need to start with um, is the fact that fun is a feeling and it's not an activity. And that so does that does that relate to your experience Ooh. of fun? And have you have you thought about fun that Ooh. way before? Is, dis is dissecting fun making your life more fun? Yeah, yeah. Tan fun isn't a tangible thing. We know that, bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, so from the claps in the audience, that like you know, some people needed told that. It, but that's like that's insane that she like, she really thought she was being prolific there. It's like, did you know that sadness isn't an object? I'm like, what? yeah. <laughs> It was literally the color blue. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? God, is this right? Women write such like. Is this why like She Hulk was made? Just because like women just don't understand like these very fundamental like it's like because concepts of literature that the Greeks like figured out. Like the fucking Greeks figured out all these things. I, I swear, thousands to God, of years ago, Sophocles, Homer. Uh, <laughs> Aristotle there I don't I don't count any women among that list it's uh, yeah, right. a bunch of yeah thank you Josh you, you know what it is is okay <laughs> so, so like straight. it's exactly the concept that I was saying before like when women are young and everybody wants to just tell her that everything that ever came out of her mouth is awesome so she has this fucking warped version of what she like of her own value and how interesting she is and try she thinks she's interesting and charming and funny because men just told her she's interesting and charming and funny her whole life right she's been over validated and, yeah and, so they don't even the start oh sorry and the ted talk stage is that for women who aren't young or attractive yeah so well what happens is they start their actual once once they're like 40 they begin what happened to every guy when he was like 16 and was the most when, unfuckable when he, person on earth, and everyone hates right you. Right when he hit puberty, yeah, yeah, the second he hit puberty <laughs> and started figuring out how to like develop some like social skills, that's when women start developing social skills. Is when they're like forty. That's why once in a while you'll find like an old grandma that's fucking hilarious. It's because she actually has like twenty years of actually developing her personality yeah. by that point. But yeah. this bitch, she's like just finding out. Like she's. She's saying shit that a 13-year-old boy would think was like, wow, that's right. I'm on to something. <laughs> Ugh, happiness isn't an object. Uh, we need to take a break here and like actually describe like this woman. Um, because she's past her prime. She's well beyond the other side of the wall. Um, she's wearing like a, a – it's like a sort of tight red boots. dress. Italian baggy like leather club boots up to her knees. Yeah, she has like a red like dress. She's clubbing. Yeah, yeah. It, like a sleeveless red dress, and it, like her arms are like sort of well maintained, but not really. Like she's old enough to like, yeah, like where it so, just yeah, doesn't she, look. You good. can tell she was hot. She used to be hot. Yeah, she's she now also just hot. a hot forty year old. Like she's hot for her age. She's alright for her age. Like right. you can just tell though. It's it's like it's over for her, and now she's well, dead in her eyes and trying to tell you how to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think Bob described it best with the, the clothing, where like. You look at her, she takes care of herself. Sure, she's in her 50s or whatever, but um, she's dressed like she's 20 years younger than she is. And that, yes. just, there, there's a weird little mismatch there. She can't give she up on it. She could wear a fashion that like actually matches the, her look and her age, but there, there's just something slightly off about what she's wearing. It's like she yeah, tried it's like to the be mom modest that you like... found out banged one of the kids from high school. Like she, That's what she looks like. She looks like the one hot chick's mom that would like fuck her friends when they came over for a pool party. She's 
yeah, she's covering her legs. She's attempting to be modest by covering her legs, but she does it with like leather boots, like leather, leather knee height boots that's met by the skirt. But then she completely obfuscates that by going sleeveless on her dress. And it's just like, geez, and like low cut too. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? All right. <laughs> this next segment, she, she breaks down fun. Actors that are consistently present to the point that I believe they constitute a new definition, one that is a lot more accurate than what's in the dictionary. And those three factors are playfulness, connection, and flow. What? <laughs> Wait. So by playfulness, I do not mean you have to play games or, God forbid, make believe. I oh, jeez. Oh, God. She goes on the so, for a while. But, but the, point, the point is, we have a definition for fun. It's, it's the playfulness... It's uh, a Venn diagram. She she <laughs> yes, drew yes. for her TED talk a Venn diagram of fun. <laughs> the the three God fucking damn it. Women ruin everything. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> My favorite is that she immediately went to nagging bitch wife mode where she's like <laughs> And not video games, and God forbid, nothing hypothetical. I fucking hate hypotheticals. Have you ever asked a woman a hypothetical question? They fucking ruin it immediately by going, I, I would never even be in that situation. And you're like, no guy ever answers. I, like, if you just ask any guy a hypothetical uh, question, he'll, like, try to answer it like he's a fucking philosopher. But if you ask a woman a hypothetical question, she'd be like, I don't even know. That would never happen. And you're like... Uh, that's the point fucking yeah because yeah i was asking you if you'd rather fight an alien or a ghost of an indian like and and you have to (laughs) you know you have to appeal the audience like fighting an alien or ghost of the indian yeah like boy hypothetical male hypotheticals are uh you know envisioning themselves as a superhero and saving the world and in self-defense situations and stuff not always woman it's looking not always but i mean that the it fits with your example there of, fight, of fighting a ghost or alien or whatever it was. But um, for, for a woman, you have to like be like, their hypotheticals are, what if I actually committed to being bulimic and losing that 20 pounds? My life would be so much better. That That's a woman hypothetical that you can It has to be tangible. That's why. It has to be something that's really possible and attainable for them or they can't do it. If it's not a tangible thing, oh, sorry, at least they 10, will not participate. Like... The Patrice O'Neill had the greatest ta- hypothetical ever because it's so it, like guys would talk about. He's like, guys could have this conversation for like six hours and have the best night ever. And it just started off with the question, would you fuck a girl if she had no nose? <laughs> and like, just like missing. Like, and you have to look at like, can you put a bag over your head? No, no. You have to stare into the hole. <laughs> Wait, so it's a hole, not just like a flat portion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, like Skeletor. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Already, Aaron. Josh, don't don't buy into it. We got a we got a topic to focus on here. <laughs> got to focus. Which she's already shot down. That's not fun, by yeah. the way. That conversation's not fun because yeah. you'd have to use your imagination. You don't want to do that. No make believe, guys. Jeez. No make believe. No video what, games. Got that's it. what children do. We're not children, <laughs> yeah. are we? We don't. We don't. Yeah, sorry. I can't wait to see what flow is. Yeah, you're speaking from. I don't even know what flow could possibly Uh, be. I'm yeah. I guess I don't know. I well, I didn't even clip that properly, but I didn't or didn't timestamp that. But yeah, flows. It's a you know an in the zone flow state sort of thing. Like when you in the zone is the way to describe it. In the zone. What does that even mean? 
Well, let's find what? out. No, like, flow, like flow, well, I guess flow state is probably a better way to describe it. Like, they just drive for sports all the time, or if you really just really get okay, into something. Hold, just hold on. Let's play the clip. Flow okay. and not have okay. fun, like if you're arguing, but you cannot have fun if you're not in flow. So playfulness, connection, and flow all feel great on their own, but when we experience all three at once, something magical happens. We have fun. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. What'd she say about it's flow magical, there? Oh, Musician playing uh, a piece of music. It's when we're in the zone. And it's possible to be in flow and not have fun, like if you're arguing, but you cannot have fun if you're not in flow. So playfulness, connection, arguing. and flow all feel great on their own. But when... What? Okay, so the flow thing... Bob, why are you confused? I, because I feel like you can't have fun if you're not in a flow. Like that doesn't. That's not necessary. I don't think you I, have like, fun like fucking up. Yeah, Somebody Bob, fucking you see the up. Scientific like definition of fun. What? Need flow. No, jo no, Josh. What I'm saying, like Aaron's right. Like you fuck up. You do something completely fucking stupid, and it's comical. It's funny. Like watching you guys play horseshoes at Fourth yeah. of July. There was <laughs> no one was in flow. the flow, and I was having a fucking blast watching that. Like. <laughs> Hey, I figured out my technique like at the very end of the match, but <laughs> every single thing she's mentioned so far is something I have fun. Yeah, doing like <laughs> not not being in the flow can totally have fun. Uh playing games, fun. Hype you know, using imagination, fun. Like all these things are fun. Arguments, fun. <laughs> like, I, I, so Aaron, I know I know you don't like to be challenged, and this might be a little bit mind blowing, but uh oh what if God. those instances in your life weren't true fun? I hate you. That's probably what it is. I, I probably <laughs> don't know how to have fun like this this fucking beacon of joy. <laughs> Trust me. I, I think she finally figured something out here. Let's listen in. So how do we do that? How do we have more fun? Well, to start with, do not take the suggestions you will find in magazine articles about how to have more fun. So I, I looked up some of these myself, and I found suggestions that include, and I'm not making these up, roast a turkey. <laughs> Put together an altar to loved ones who have passed. Watch a documentary about climate change. <laughs> and my personal favorite, adorn your table with gourds. So though, <laughs> those are not good suggestions. Instead, the most effective thing you can do to have more fun is to focus on its ingredients, by which I mean do everything you can to fill your life with more moments of playfulness, connection, and flow. So here are some ideas for how to do so. So to start with, reduce distractions in order to increase flow. Any okay. Do you get it now? I I get how completely fucking wrong she is. Not even wrong. Well, I mean, she's right about <laughs> making fun of those fucking suggestions in the magazine. Those were fucking terrible. Right. It, they even got Josh to laugh out loud. Five. You, but even honestly, you could, you could have fun doing any of those things, like putting, putting together an altar for like Alan from the fucking guy from the villa that killed himself. I, oh, I, we that. could have a fun time doing that. I, I think well, we could turn make that fun somehow. By the way, like he is the reason the why. Flow, but where's the connection? 
<laughs> we we should pay homage to the man that that made this podcast possible. <laughs> Alan. Did he? <laughs> In a Quite way. Right. No, no. All he did credit. was a pool party. He doesn't right. give any credit. Fuck him. Okay. I'm going to make sure it's written on his altar that we make later. <laughs> no credit given. None deserved. So, yeah, that is. Okay. Um, so, you. What's her example of all three together, though? I, I'm sure you she, know if she has any examples. It's a fun thing. Did I Just ruin keep, keep something playing, here? Keep playing, it for a, keep playing it from the end there where, where we'd cut off. All right, yeah, give me one second. I want to hear what this... So here are some ideas for how to do so. So to start with, reduce oh. distractions in order to increase flow. Just Anything like, oh, that distracts okay. you is going to kick you out of here. flow and prevent you from having fun. And what's the number one source of distraction for most of us these days? Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's rhetorical, but yes, your phones. <laughs> now, I wrote a book called how to break up with your phone she got distracted so strong... in the middle of her own thing about saying oh, not to get distracted. jesus christ i <sighs> no keep going forward go for okay. just skip ahead a little bit all right i want to i want yeah, I, I don't need look like to in hear the middle... what's in the middle of that venn, di- venn diagram <laughs> their forehead i apologize to our listeners call. for this okay. but I have she, to she this. does not know what's in the center of that venn diagram she has never experienced fun no women have never experienced fun that's the, the why platonic... I'm, I'm Dying, dying to know, to know. what she thinks true fun is. <laughs> it's got to be towards the end. And you say hello. And if that goes well, you can introduce yourself. Oh, and if that goes well, maybe you can ask them a question. Maybe something that's like thought-provoking but not overly personal or threatening. Something. She's giving dating advice now? Josh, what the fuck did you say? No, send this us? is how oh she gets God. connection. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Interact with human beings in real life. That's what it says on the screen. And if yeah, you that's do find the someone to connect part. with, She's maybe ask them to join you in trying my right third now. suggestion, which is to increase playfulness by finding opportunities to rebel. Now, I am not talking about... Where is rebel on the Venn diagram, lady? It's, it's, a, it's a subset of playfulness, okay, Bob? And why does rebelling... Okay, rebelling is not fun. Rebelling is a source of, like, necessity. You rebel no, she, she, out she of necessity. Does have an example. No, no, wait. She does actually have an example here. It'll make more sense in a second. Okay. About James Dean-level rebellion. I'm talking about playful James deviance. Dean. I'm talking about finding Rebel ways to the break the rules of responsible adulthood and give yourself permission to get a kick out of your own life. So, for example, one person told me that some of the most fun she'd had in recent memory happened on a Friday morning when she and some of her friends ditched their work and their childcare responsibilities, tucked flasks into their purses, and snuck out to a 10.30 a.m. showing of the movie Bad Moms. So fun! Oh, I'm about to pop. <laughs> uh, inner defense, abandoning your children and calling into work seems fucking awesome. I, I love how she phrased it as a childcare responsibilities and not, like, being a parent. What's on... What's on... on what's retarded is that she acted like they all called into work and abandoned their kid they, they weren't doing both they were doing one or the yeah. other the the kid was at school like let's not let's not beat around the bush <laughs> on that one jesus christ <laughs> none of them had jobs work didn't they, even notice they were gone because they, they don't committed... women do not matter at work <laughs> okay they really don't like have okay. you ever been to a job where like oh my god stacy's not here what are we gonna do we can't keep coming <laughs> Nope, never been in that position before. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's try to finish this out. I really want to know. 
what she thinks fun is, even though that was a good example that she just gave, right, Aaron? No, that's it's kind of what you're right. looking for. Well, the example was stupid for that, but she's right about the rebel part. I think that's like kind of breaking like, free of social norms and shit, and like that's why like saying like heinously racist stuff is like hilarious or like you know whatever like. That's part of why it's fun is because there's people that would be like, oh, oh, my stars and be like aghast. Okay, for her example, like rebelling, like calling into sick work when you're not actually sick, that's not rebelling. Like bringing a flask into the movie theater in your purse, like sneaking that in. That's not like I wouldn't consider that rebelling. Those are like cheesy things. I'm not enjoying. I'm not having fun because I snuck my flask in at at the thing. You know, I I know I get what you're saying, but. No, you you would be though if you're like, you know, like okay, we went to I went to Connecticut with a bunch of friends and stuff, and then we went out in a ferry and just getting hammered on a ferry and like talking to strangers and then just like driving drunk home and going and getting calamari <laughs> and singing fucking karaoke as loud and obnoxiously and terribly as possible was great right i understand that like she didn't need to elaborate on like this weird event that that took place this this lady went out and got drunk with her friends that's all that she needed to say at 10 30 in the morning which is rebellious i i I think i agree with her on her point there even though her example sucks what is the most fun you had in recent memory bob getting drunk with my friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like last weekend what uh, point in case okay great well i'm just saying i don't have to make a big deal about it like who like i, I had matter. other responsibilities we need to know true right. fun right now that's what okay here that's we go. what we're trying to find <laughs> so lastly here's one more thing that you can do today to start having more fun i am just kidding <laughs> prioritize it it said roast a turkey she's yeah, pretty funny from, from, the, from yeah. the magazine by it's a good callback tight five that might sound totally <laughs> obvious but one of the main reasons we're not having enough fun is that we're not making it a priority you know our fun is always at the bottom of the list and it can't speak up for itself so i'm not suggesting that you like take out your calendar oh, and make God. an entry that says from 4 to 6 p.m on saturday i shall have fun that is a guaranteed way to not have fun but If you know you consistently have fun when you spend time with a particular person, make a point to spend time with that person. If you know there's an activity that really does... Okay, hold on. To that point earlier where it's like, you don't have to put it on your calendar to have fun. I feel like that's what Josh does. And Josh actually needed this video at some point in his life. (laughs) He was like, I put fun on my calendar. I I scheduled fun tonight. And I didn't have have any fun. fun. (laughs) (laughs) Am I culturally enriched yet? Is it working? (laughs) (laughs) all right like i think like the okay i kind of agree with her venn diagram as stupid as that sounds if playfulness is like doing something against social norms let's just say like you're doing your or something a little out of the ordinary you're getting drunk with your friends blah blah blah. connection is with other people so you're not just by yourself which the more the more the merrier it really is more fun if you're doing connection and then the flow is just i think honestly flow is not some in the zone fucking subjective horseshit it's just willingness to have fun right i i think that would be a better representation of flow 
Yeah, because oh, you, you know how many people are in a fun situation and aren't having fun because they refuse to have fun because they're a miserable bitch? Yeah. Like, that happens all the time, and that's just... I. So she's just describing actual fun. You know what? I don't want to hear this girl's fucking explanation of what true fun is. There's no way she's going to give it. She's going to make a dumb turkey <laughs> joke again and expect us all to laugh. I'm, you know what? She's really ruined the flow for me. <laughs> but I think she forgot a really important prerequisite for sleep. Fuck. Okay. For Take fun. Two. For fun. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think she forgot a really important pre- the prerequisite for fun. You can't have fun without a good night's sleep. Oh! Hey, Bob, did you, did you, how did you, you sleep last night? Did you get a good night's sleep? No, I got horrible sleep last night. I never Bob, sleep. Bob, why would you do that? Both of you. Why? <sighs> why would you do this? randomly though this week i've been sleeping eight hours and i see no tangible difference yeah you need to do it for like a consistent amount of time to be able to like i don't think i can though i I don't think i'm around the right like i i I think the sun needs to slow down for me to (laughs) do that like no you need need 28 hour days and then i can sleep eight hours a little closer to the equator i think that's what it is you you naturally don't get enough sunlight so it, I can understand how it's more difficult for you. Like if I could sleep nine hours and be awake for nineteen, that would be fucking perfection. I need to, I'm not on the right. The sun needs to slow the fuck down. <laughs> you mean the planet? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't actually, but I want to cover all the bases for all the listeners here. <laughs> we're very inclusive here we're, they're mostly flat earthers so oh. you don't have to worry about it okay all right josh what's so important about sleep and why what's the connection to fun if there is any well firstly i want to say that aaron's an idiot because uh humans don't exist on a 28 hour cycle we got this little thing called a circadian uh, circadian rhythm uh it, it just means we exist we have 24 hour cycle processes that are independent yeah. of literally everything outside of us yeah, it's it's very very understood, very proven. Uh, you're I mean, who Aaron. doesn't know that? Who doesn't know about no, that? No, I get that. That's the case. I'm saying that's. I'm saying I'm an anomaly for that. I'm on a 28 hour cycle, and it fucks my week up bad. Maybe it's all of the caffeine that you ingest throughout the day. No, it's actually the cigarettes <laughs> is actually the worst one for it. If you smoke a cigarette, you are not falling asleep for 45 minutes at least. Really. Does it increase your minutes? It's like does it increase your heart rate? It's it's like a stimulant too, right? It is. It's a stimulant. Yeah. Okay. Coffee. If I'm just drinking coffee and not smoking, I can fall asleep like mid sip. Like I, it doesn't do it for me. Huh. Okay. So what? What's the big deal with sleep, Josh? We'll we'll get that in a second. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull for a little bit more information first. So Aaron gave an idea of what his, you know, ideal schedule is. Uh, let's just say 19 and 9 for awake and asleep. Uh, we can scale that back to whatever that would be in a 24-hour cycle for uh, literally everyone else out there. Uh, Bob, Bob, what is, what, like, what would, what do you think an ideal night of sleep is? Or what is it for you? Uh, like a clean, like, eight and a half hours. Just, yeah. No disturbances, nothing. A little, a little over eight hours. I, I think I need that. It really knocks me into like my rest mode. I wake up feeling refreshed, 
perfect after that. Um, yeah. Eight and a half, fifteen and a half cycle. Oh, the rest rest mode. What are you talking about? That's not how sleep works. What do you mean? Like, what, what, how do you, how do you think sleep works? Like you go to bed. Rest mode. You're referring. You to? You go to bed at one time and then you wake up eight hours later. How how do you think sleep works? What the fuck right. are you getting at? What the fuck are you talking, talking about? about? Oh god. Well, I I, see, I I thought you'd be referring to like you know like a REM sleep or you know the the NREM three deep sleep or something like that as your your most restful. You need like that extra. Okay, time Freud. To fucking get, get get to the fucking. I don't have here. like this like a sleeping chart that I I don't like put fucking sensors yeah. on my hands and on my heart and be like okay I'm gonna make sure I get two hours of REM sleep tonight. Like what the fuck are you talking about? No, that's I go to bed a, and I wake a, up eight hours later. Ideally, I, usually it's like seven. The only reason that they even chart that, to be honest, and say try to differentiate between REM sleep and other sleep and talk about which one you dream in is just so that women, regardless of the fact they just slept twelve hours, can pretend that they didn't have the good kind of sleep, so they still had it worse <laughs> than you. They got they got too much REM sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't understand. I wake up every three hours, so I never get a wink of REM sleep. So my sleep is actually I, my life's harder. And that's I'm why okay. I'm on lithium. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's usually so it's followed up. <laughs> we we have the starting premise here that neither of you are getting a good night's sleep. Um, what are you do, talking do you about? I get great uh, sleep. You just said last night you didn't have good night's sleep. Come on. Well, anomaly. We're going to be here. Ghosts and shit. Tell us about sleep. God damn it. Stop the Inquisition. Right. (laughs) Josh always grills us about our principles before he lays into like the idea. He doesn't lead us anywhere and gets mad if we don't come to the, we don't say the thing he wanted us to say. Even though we both had different answers, right. neither of them was correct. Apparently, <laughs> tell us why we should all sleep at uh, an hour and a half intervals. Yeah, twice tell a day, us the Josh. right way to sleep. <laughs> That's what you're about to do, right? <laughs> well, uh, I was I was mostly just going to tell you that anyway, you're sleeping is wrong more than uh, the right way of sleeping. <laughs> exactly. So tell us that now. Fucking, what's the right way? <laughs> just tell us why we're retarded and why we're not sleeping correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I'll. Uh, Aaron, Aaron alluded to it uh, a moment ago, but I will. I do want to talk about something that is, uh, in, well, I would say, a lesser-known uh, phenomenon of sleep habits, and that's uh, biphasic or just otherwise multiphasic sleep or polyphasic sleep patterns. Are, are you guys oh familiar with God. what this is? No. It sounds like a bunch of horse shit, though. What? Yeah. What is it? Just. I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. By by, you sleep in two phases. Uh, like you have. So, sometimes it can be as simple as describing an afternoon nap as part of your sleep cycle, but sometimes it, it means you'll sleep, like, you go to bed, just sleep from, like, 8 to 12, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., be up for a few hours, and then sleep again from, like, 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. And I don't uh, do that. Who does that? But I've never uh, met a single person I sleep in one that. comatose chunk. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Bob, that's because of the modern work schedule and artificial lighting <laughs> there's quite oh. a bit of literature and paleontolo- uh, paleontological evidence that up until kind of 200 ish years ago biphasic sleep was pretty common if not even the majority if, if not the majority of sleep patterns among around the world and like you, you can even look in some non-modern lighting non-modern work schedule civilizations like 
various you know aboriginal tribes various native tribes or whatever um and a lot of them still uh, not necessarily subscribe but still live this lifestyle and it seems that actually i think that still exists in a lot of places in the middle east where they do like two four hour sleeps throughout the day what do you it, what do you mean what Middle instead Eastern? of sleeping once at eight hours you they sleep like a, they do like a four-hour sleep and then they're up for like eight hours and then they do a four-hour sleep and up for eight hours you mean like that. the western european like the french spanish like siesta that they like they have lunch and then they take no, like a four-hour nap and then i well maybe they do that but yeah i i, I knew it was in certain middle eastern countries they already slept like that and i always thought that was kind of actually a pretty good way to do it Okay, yeah, I, I'm exactly. I'm on board with the nine to five fucking everybody and making us sleep like shit. I guarantee but, it's inhumanly unnatural. Like, ultimately, ultimately the the point too is that not necessarily that monophasic or biphasic, like either pattern of sleep is inherently better, but that in the modern world we don't necessarily have a choice and that we're set up for failure if we do want to uh you know try the other of the other's better for us or, or if a lot of times somebody who is an, uh, an insomniac wakes up in the middle of the night can't go to bed then they just need to be up for a couple hours and like live their life then and then go back to sleep and, like a biphasic sleep pattern would suit them a lot better so there, there are plenty of instances where it would make sense to transition to this um i will say there are there are actual you know some scientific studies link in show notes whatever where um the biphasic sleep pattern is is shown to have uh some advantages if not no disadvantages to the regular single sleep but one of them actually had an interesting conclusion that the sleep pattern is more important than the amount of sleep uh for how rested you are and all of that fun stuff what do you guys think about that Okay, so <laughs> mono or bi is not better. One's not better than the other. So Wait, what's the the, they're saying that the pattern, whatever pattern that you stick with, sticking with the pattern is more important than the total yeah, amount like, of rest you get. Ultimately, yeah, f- figuring out the right sleep pattern for you and sticking to it is the important part. C- consistency is kind of the number one principle for good sleep. Right. I'm extremely consistent. It's right. Well, I, so starting I on that's... Monday, it's. Four hours, four hours, four hours, four hours, thirteen hours, eight hours, four hours, four hours, four hours, four hours. <laughs> Very consistent. I mean, that, that kind of yeah. has to deal with like, right? Because like our our sleeping pattern kind of evolved from the day and night cycle, right? People went to bed at night and they woke up just before dawn to get everything kind of like ready and, and, so, and going. So you you would think that it was directly related to the day and night cycle, but our sleep patterns are actually just related to the amount of sleep we get after we in the few hours after we wake up. It's not like strictly that doesn't that's not strictly related to daytime. It's it, it's it's this it, weird magical system where in the four <laughs> four hours after your lowest temperature point, which is 2 hours before you wake up, so, two hours after you wake up, the amount of sunlight you get then pretty much depend uh, decides your your day schedule there. How much what? sunlight you get? So it is dependent on sunlight. Yes. What you just said? Well, it yeah, wasn't. yeah, but I mean that could be like evening sun. No, I I, I, no, I said it's not dependent on day night day day and night. 
yeah, so like okay. let's say you woke up in the afternoon or something, and you get your two hours of sunlight. Let's say I woke up at two in the morning, Josh. Where would I get that sunlight from? So let's think. It doesn't even actually technically have to be sunlight. It's just your eyes need to be exposed to light. It's it's just the light energy itself, not like specific. What? Or, I, I don't mean, there's, any there of are some this. benefits what are you talking about, but like you know, you can get artificial. You can get similar benefits from artificial light. So turning on the fucking light in the in the bathroom completely fucks with going back to sleep. When I take so a wait, piss in the if you were a pilgrim, it's not bright enough. If you were a fucking pilgrim and you woke up with your fucking belt buckle, you put on your belt buckle hat, and you walked outside <laughs> and it was two in the morning and there was no fucking light. It was a new moon. It's fucking cloudy, and it's just pitch black. What happens then? Do you just fucking keel over and die what are you what are you talking about <laughs> what does it have to do with the, how much light you get after you wake up so well, all I mean, your sleep you just... doesn't count well no no it just wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be set on the same like set up to be awake or like well awake for the rest of the day ultimately like that's one thing that causes afternoon drowsiness is if you don't get the right sunlight in the morning because it it your body doesn't like register the right time of day. Uh, that silence is my confusion. At this right. Yeah, sa- same. Same. I like. I. <laughs> I I'm confused. Are you saying so... we're like plants? Are we like fucking like where we just we have to get the like, the sunlight sets our energy level after we sleep and it doesn't matter how much sleep we got what are you talking about is it just like light that we see or is it light that like that like touches our skin no it's easy it's the vitamin d is not a factor the skin's not a factor it's it's specifically light that hits your eye neurons does what it, it if i wake up, up to set, a fucking set, noon set your sun internal day night pattern yeah, it, it'll, it'll it'll like make you awake, basically, right? But wouldn't just not seeing light set your pattern too? Like, well, it, then your, your body wouldn't properly be woken up, or you would have afternoon drowsiness problems. Um, what if I, I have know, afternoon it'd mess up, it'd mess drowsiness schedule too? Like, but I have I have afternoon drowsiness problems, seeing daylight the whole time. Like, what the hell? None of this no, is making it's sense. Just those, it's just those two hours in the morning that matter. The afternoon How daylight does not matter in the at all. I thought it was going. Okay, Bob. How do I get perfect sleep? What does science say? What is science telling us these days on how to? Yeah, get tell us the right way to sleep. sleep. How to start yeah. there? What's what's the ideal scenario? Uh, or an ideal okay, scenario? Su- sunlight in the morning, physical activity in the morning, uh, a little bit of sunlight in the evening, and then six to eight hours of sleep uh, at the same time every night. That's the very simple formula that's it perfect so i got it nailed down i sleep like a fucking champion then fuck you and your weird pattern josh you and your fucking like, <laughs> sleep like two hours a night and like do whatever draw comics the rest of the night i don't i i still i you know where i thought this was going <laughs> i thought this was gonna be we used to sleep four hours at a time and then Henry Ford, you know, he invented replaceable parts and child slavery in factories, and it completely fucked our sleep schedule, and we don't sleep naturally anymore, and we're some kind of, like, 
half machine, half man zombie from the Industrial Revolution. That's like that's what I thought. That's where I thought this was going out about like how the Industrial Revolution ruined our lives and we we don't even live like our natural state anymore. Just chomping microplastics and sleeping on fucking unnatural cursed times. Aaron, I don't mean to accuse, but a lot of a lot of what you said right there sounds very narrative driven and uh not <laughs> like you're actually doing a, a you know historical study on a specific point, like sleep. <laughs> but they said that we used to sleep different. Yeah, because I, they so, wanted to write a fucking headline. That's that's all it was, Aaron. <laughs> that's right, kind of that, that's kind of it. So th- you're sleeping incorrectly. Is... Click on this and uh, let's pitch a, a a fucking drug additive. Also, and the, the conclusion they came too, to yes. was: sleep six to eight hours, wake up with good sunlight in the morning, work hard. Go to your factory and work. Is this from the fucking Ford Corporation? Like, what are you? T- <laughs> no, but no, but that that advice that advice is true though. If you're like physically lazy and you don't do much throughout the day and you don't exert yourself throughout the day, it's really hard to fall asleep. A lot of those types of people, a lot of like really fat people, have sleeping issues. Not just because they're too fat well, and they can't breathe like, unconsciously. Yeah, yeah no, you yeah. need to have you need some kind of yeah. physical activity yeah, you to need tire to, like, yourself out a bit. Whether it's like mental or physical or both like you need to like wear yourself out to be able to fall asleep at the end of the day mostly and physical though a lot a, a lot of it physical yeah i'd say like 20 percent mental like 80 percent physical um in, in some regards because mental just gives fat people an excuse to not do anything correct I get what it, you're saying i agree it, with you but right. i would almost i don't highlight it because everybody then that that never moves just goes well. My I tire out mentally. I'm a like a Einstein. You know, <laughs> so, I, some people actually burn more calories sitting reading a book or debating. I knew Josh was going to uh, bring this up. Intellectual <laughs> topics than you know someone else might at the gym. So you know, uh, take yeah, that. but that that doesn't make like the 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 mechanism of their body any more healthy than it was before I'm, that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not fucking. I'm not going to sit here and play chess for eight hours a day and be like, oh, I'm physically more fit than I was a month ago. Doing I'm going to tell Jack. I'm going to do this now. And now I have to go on a workout regimen and get fucking as jacked as possible and tell Josh that I don't work out, that I just think really hard. <laughs> I just think harder than he does. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm like so smart. Like you don't, your mind doesn't work on a level like mine that gets you super fit. <laughs> just for it. that bit i'm gonna fucking start working out really hard <laughs> so but sleep is not super easy for everyone even if you follow this this easy five-step plan uh to having true sleep um it's not it doesn't just magically work for everyone there are sleep disorders there are people may just be on their phone and get that blue light in their eyes too late and blah 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 so what do they do then? Yeah, they fucking chomp down melatonin to artificially make themselves tired so they can get to bed, right? Very clever of them, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure a doctor probably right. told them to do that. Maybe a maybe a commercial, you know, between segments of uh, ABC News. Dude, I had honestly, I I'm not huge into supplements or anything like that, but like I turned around one day and then all of a sudden everyone's taking melatonin. Literally everyone I know is like, oh, I just took a melatonin. I'm about to go to sleep. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why are you telling me this? Like, I don't understand. Um, I, I feel like, no, I, I feel like that's some way you, you didn't actually, 
Somebody doesn't Same. actually take melatonin. They're just like, uh, leave my house. I want to go to bed soon. <laughs> right. And I'm going to pretend <laughs> yeah. that I'm just going to pass out on you. <laughs> my wife makes me take a multivitamin every day. Like She yeah. like, tries to remind me after dinner every night to take this shitty multivitamin that tastes like dog shit. Take it in the morning. And I hate, I hate the idea of it because I don't even know what's in it. They could be fucking feeding me anything. I could be eating fucking gr- smashed up wood chips for all I know. Fuck you. I don't want your vitamins. I'll give vitamins out of food like a normal fucking being. Yeah, but your diet isn't isn't good enough. I can just tell you that right we're now. We're the fi- we're physically the <laughs> No, not it's really not bad. It's pretty good. Oh, is it? Okay. It's like pretty much straight up meat and vegetables like Okay. It's pretty good. good. I just have a uh, shit yeah, metabolism. Okay. And I eat too much. I eat too much good food. <laughs> right. Well, I, I know for a fact because you live in, where you live uh, in upstate New York, like you should be taking vitamin D supplements at least. What? Because of the sun? Yeah. Yes. The lack of sunlight. So that's probably why I'm so tired. I'm not getting enough natural sunlight when I wake up. Uh, we got we got a vitamin D bomb, Aaron. That'd be great. He'll he'll become like a I whole new person. He'll be so like energetic and like upbeat. And, It'll be so fun. And fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling the flow. <laughs> You'll feel it so, when you got okay, some vitamin D in your fingers. <laughs> it sounds like you have not taken melatonin before, Aaron. Is, is that the case? No, I don't take anything. I'm uh, not Bob, have, have you ever tried me. melatonin? Yeah, I, I've taken it a couple of times. And it, it did help the me end? get to sleep. It, it did help me like actually fall asleep when I normally wasn't capable of doing that. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable taking more melatonin? No. Larger doses? Okay. No. Why? Why not? Uh, I'm with Aaron. I don't take a lot of just drugs. I my my day to day is to not take it's anything. Over the counter, I, I eat and I drink a bunch of water. Like that's that's it. It's the human it's a body nutritional supplement. The human body doesn't need to be bombarded fucking chemically day in and day out with a bunch of all this bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wow, we already like do that with improve. the with the food. Find we eat. a vegetable that, yeah. that that has whatever you want in it and eat that. Eat animal protein and greens and vegetables. Like yeah, that's it. That's all you exactly. Need. I'm a hundred percent on that train. Right. I, don't eat a shit ton of fruit, like every fat chick does, because she thinks it's like good because it's too sugary. I ate a shit ton of yeah. fruit, little but, tiny you know, bit of fruit in the tiny morning, bit of fruit in the morning, and then just vegetables and protein. Right. All day. Perfect. Yeah. And the green vegetables, not corn and potatoes. And I'm sure if, if you had a diet that great, yeah, no fucking like nuts. No fucking, dude, fucking women love eating nuts all the time. Like it's like peanut butter is like the worst source of protein. It's, it's fucking horrible for you. There's so much fat and sugar in, in peanut butter. Well, that's there's so much sugar in it. But right. anyways, what do we, what, what, uh, so what do it we? Sounds, it sounds like you two have just solved all of the world's problems yeah. for everyone. We're like, fucking clap, brilliant. Clap, clap. Yeah, we're How really excited. smart. I'm going to be jacked in no time with my big brain thinking. <laughs> for anyone, anyone, anyone listening out there who's not a not as ahead of the curve as Aaron and Bob over here, not as you know, a big brain nutritionists, uh, I, I do have a little word of warning about melatonin. So for sleep, I'm very anti-melatonin. Even at low doses, huh? Even low doses. I mean, melatonin is what suppresses the onset of puberty by suppressing gonadotropin-releasing hormone in younger years. And the idea that people are taking 
even, you know, a mig of melatonin, that's a lot of melatonin for the system. Yeah. 300 micrograms like knocks me out. Like it's like crazy how powerful that stuff is. It is. And people are taking three milligrams. I know. Or more. I know. It's, it's insane. It's not good. I mean, I, I mean, if people and doctors prescribe, you know, suggested. Holy fuck. I no, agree the, though. To, I'm, to, I'm, I definitely agree. That. I'm also uh, anti taking even one nig of melanin. <laughs> I'm very anti-melanin. <laughs> what are you talking about, right? Is this how we're gaslighting our audience? <laughs> Ooh, speaking of sleeping a lot, um, what's a, to a contextual? Uh. <laughs> it's a lot of melanin. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's a culturally enriched neighborhood amount of melanin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, to, to contextualize that clip as well, uh, I was looking through, I think it's sleep.org. It, it was, it was a major sleep related website, but, uh, they, they have recommended doses for two to five year olds and five to 11 year olds for oh, melatonin. So like, it's, melatonin? it's not, not recommended. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I heard just like through the grapevine, just like, you know, rumor from like just people talking that it was harsh on like the liver basically. And I have a my it aunt I don't, I don't my know. I have an aunt that's in her like, you know, later 70s, like mid to late 70s, and she's basically like her liver is failing or her kidneys are failing. Uh and she needs to go on dialysis because she took like a fucking Advil tablet every day after work because she had like a hard physical labor job. She took an Advil tablet and the doctor was like, "Well, those over the course of however many years you work taking that after work every single day has destroyed your, your kidneys and you have to go on dialysis now. And it's like, just from taking an over the counter product, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do all the time, just completely fucking well, destroyed her, inter like her internal organ. Like, holy fuck. Like, do not take random fucking medication people. Yeah. Don't take any medication constantly. That's fucking insane. Right. But what if, what if my what if my two to five year old is having trouble sleeping? That's something that two to five year olds consistently have, right? Well, then you give it a fucking like yeah. two or three bottles worth of Nyquil. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> or do it the the good old Safe days. Just give them give them a shot of whiskey and then tell them to shut the fuck up. All right, out. so stay stay on a schedule. Don't take melatonin. Got it. Right. Any any more I mean, highlights? Uh, I I was gonna talk a little bit about how REM sleep isn't like isn't magical, and you don't have you can enter REM sleep sleep right away when you fall asleep, and it's also in phases like throughout the night. So you'll okay. you'll go through each phase of sleep like three four times throughout. Yeah, the night. it's not that thing that chicks say where they're like, oh, it's not until after three hours of sleeping then you enter yeah, REM yeah. sleep, so that's, that's, and you get triple the sleep. Yeah, that, obviously it's all made up, or else I would be dead. Or I never get enough sleep to yeah. ever enter REM sleep. I know plenty of people, Josh including, that would be dead if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly not the case. Or, you know, um, like a mental thing... case, which Josh definitely is. Sorry. Um, I did I did look a little bit into the actual sleep market and and how much money there is in a lot of these products. And it's, it's actually not that impressive. Like, sleeping pills and sleep aids together are about $2 billion, a little over. So that's just it's like that's just a regular, yeah, like a regular pharmaceutical pro product. It's nothing exceptional, like a 
you know, Humira or Lipitor or something. Yeah, um, but did you I, include actually, like pillows, mattresses, like yeah, all, that's like, what the special? Gonna, yeah. Okay. Ma- mattresses are the majority of the sleep market for a thirty billion mar- uh, do- dollar sleep Holy market. Fuck. Uh, the 16 billion of that is mattresses. So over half. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's what I figured. How big is like the CPAP market? The, the, the fucking... It's gone up. It's... Yeah, it's, it's gone up a lot in the last few years. Um, like in 2018 was the original stats I was looking at. I think it was like a billion or a little less. Now it's up to six Jesus. and a half billion. That's what? right. Yeah. So that that's bigger because... than sleep is. I mean, CPAPs are actually like actually helpful because though. It... Everyone gets diagnosed with sleep acne or whatever the fuck well, it's called. that's because the, the country's majority obese or like half obese yeah, and true. have fat necks where they can't breathe. So, true. yeah. And we're too woke to tell them that they're too fat to live. <laughs> so we give them a machine to breathe for hey, them. Hey, they're just a little bit wheezy. Okay, Aaron? <laughs> Perfect. I think that brings us... To the last part of the show. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists discover unprecedented changes to world's rivers. So, in the northern hemisphere, we found because of dams that rivers are transporting 49% less sediment to the ocean. And those rivers are responsible for creating floodplains, sandbars, estuaries, and deltas due to the sediment that they transport. However, once a dam is installed, that supply of sediment, including its nutrients, because God forbid we don't get the ocean sediment nutrients from fucking rivers... (laughs) is often shut off now what my favorite part about this article is that they're also they're also saying it's a bad thing that the southern hemisphere because of deforestation is producing like 36 percent more sediment so more too much sediment and not enough sediment are both bad right uh well this this is like the key for climate change right it's the, the perfect no no the perfect thing is us to not be there and to affect it whatsoever that's yeah, we, the ideal we, scenario is any way that we affect it is in is a bad. negative way <laughs> you have to make it negative exactly yeah and, and the they bad don't... part isn't the more or less sediment it's the fact that humans were involved in the step before that right right yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter a... how many like species we've saved. It's always about the fucking. Well, actually, because of the sediment, there's one uh, oyster that is endangered now, and it's somewhat likely, possibly due to the lack of sediment nutrients. So that it's always this, something like that. This should be very interesting because California has a huge network of dams and levees that they built to be able to like retain enough water for like a five year drought basically um, throughout like the Sierra Nevadas and like all the mountain areas and stuff like that. There are a fuck ton of man-made dams here. And because of climate change, they've decided to not retain any of the water and slowly disperse it as we need it. They've decided just to outflow it 
constantly into the ocean to save the fish so the fish can reproduce it's not even a fish it's oh like, good right so they're they're working and, on that lowering the food demand by so, just fucking drying you bitches out you're right. gonna be one of the first to go right <laughs> and so the next step from what i'm understanding is complete destruction of these dams right well then Wait, also I, just I thought... giving money to the southern hemisphere to build dams because we've we don't, can't decide which one's better uh okay no they're just making this has no solutions nothing it's just bitching that we exist yeah. it's bitching that there, we cause too much sediment and bitching that we have cut off the supply of sediment there's no winning with these fucking people yeah the ideal That's state I, that is, was the only point of this the ideal state is human extinction <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. it always is it's We're, just more shit to be like aren't we the worst and <laughs> for not even really giving a good reason as to why they think we're the worst just make sure you know that we're the worst yeah Guys. i think the, the premise of the article is more just an observation rather than making a point that this one environment is ruined like it, well, it's just no, oh this is happening a... here so what I get what you're saying, but that's not what they're doing because they make up, the that. only point is two negative things: one, us depriving the ocean of sediment nutrients, and then two, polluting, us deforesting the fucking Amazon, and now there's too much sediment going through. Like it's negative. They speak of it in a negative tone in both directions. Yes, no matter what we do, it's negative. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any effect that, that humans have on the, their natural environment, even if it's building a house for shelter, that's a negative impact on the environment. We need to cut that out. We need to live under yeah, even rocks. You could make your house out of birdhouses and have a fucking menagerie at your, at your back door of just wildlife that yeah. cultivated because of you. And they'd be like, well, your carbon footprint actually, actually. And like they'd give a, a percentage increase of you know something bad you did you catching fish for your family is a detriment to the ocean uh ecology yeah. like the local ecology of the ocean that you preside next to like you you are causing this this horrible thing it's great i love it it's perfect yep that was it just wanted to highlight how terrible these people are that write these articles and how much they hate themselves and humanity and you should never listen to they, them uh, did they give any example of how sediment either improves or uh makes worse the ocean just like, that it creates sandbars which apparently are full of fucking nutrients just chock full of sediment nutrients oh, whatever okay. those are yeah i thought yeah okay and then they showed an ad with a coral reef next to it so i'm, I'm assuming they're making you think that like somehow river uh sediment nutrients are not getting to the coral coral reef so you, you just to put it at in your head like oh well that's probably what's killing the coral reef we're not letting enough nutrients in. Or it's making yeah. them regrow. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we need to blow up all so the we dams. we need more deforestation so that we yeah. get more nutrients out to the coral reef. <laughs> blow up all the dams. Cut down all the fucking trees. We need to save the coral reefs. <laughs> and we'll save the planet, guys. <laughs> right, do we have so, any I mean, voicemails for the end of the show, like always? Like always at the very end. Josh, what are you going to say? Oh, I was just uh, going gonna to comment that I'm trying to decide whether I should lay in bed at night tonight feeling guilty about the all the the extra sediment that or sorry the reduced sediment that I'm causing or all of the my carbon credit score like I <laughs> I struggle to feel guilt I struggle to multitask my guilt so it's it's a shortcoming well, of mine. 
let's good get away from guilt and let's have a little bit of fun okay let's let's understand yeah. that you're putting microplastics into the atmosphere and that's a net positive <laughs> hell yeah and hopefully that will get you to sleep josh and on that okay hear me out the only way to get rid of plastics is to burn them and they don't want to bring plastic or spread that meme around like wildfire because they want us to all have microplastics and be sterile. Burn your fucking trash, especially your plastic. <laughs> I really is the only way to get rid of plastics, right? Because like there, there's I a, oddly be, agree be a million with years in a landfill, never break down. Look, so the hole in the ozone layer is healing. We can burn all the plastic that we need to, and that'll mm-hmm. heal right back up. But we need to get the fucking microplastics out of our endocrine system. <laughs> That's where it's you know not they're just taking those empty like Coke bottles and just fucking grinding them up and throwing them into your like fucking breakfast cereal, chicken McNuggets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a filler. Th- yeah, I Bobby's th- right. Yeah. Fucking burn all plastic. Burn-, <laughs> burn all your plastic. Don't let them have it and try to feed it to you. It's fucking. Gross. It's the ultimate global uh, like climate change recycling method. Like we have all like this like petroleum product that we don't know what to do with. Let's just feed it to people. Let's just feed it. Dude, you're right. This is just the new fluoride in the water. It's they don't know to get. It's too expensive to get rid of your plastic, so they sell it as a fucking food filler to these like (sighs) food companies, probably. Just like they sold aluminum byproduct in. Just like how much can we throw in the water? At a profit that uh, won't kill it them won't right out right. Yeah. yeah. Guys. That's what they're doing with your plastic bottles with this, all this fucking recycling. They're just fucking grinding it up and throwing it in your food. What, like, obscure, uh, pro- like, thing on your, like, on your body you think it's going to, like, improve? Like, what's the sales pitch? For fluoride, it was, like, it- it'll help your teeth. It makes your teeth stronger. Oh. Like, what- what's the pitch for uh, microplastics? It actually weaves into your tendons, so you're actually strong. You're more flexible and strong. Like your tendons, you know, they won't break. They're more pliable. Come on, Josh, you're the you're the superhero guy. How does microplastics make us stronger? I mean, it's it's an alternative to plant oils uh, to to add substance to your processed bar foods. Don't like seed don't oil. <laughs> microplastics is your. <laughs> Exactly. It actually, I'm it like actually all those, is good uh, for digestion. bars and protein cause... bars that half of the ingredients are just random, you know, the seed oils. Unsaturated seed oil. Yeah, that, like the random seed and uh, vegetable oils. And um, like, what if they just replace those with microplastics? Brilliant. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's good for your gut biome because it helps. It, the hard plastic that you're eating actually helps break down the food in your stomach. And your stomach doesn't burn the acid. So it's actually. It's like when a chicken with its gizzard, where it just like grinds up a fucking, and it needs to eat like pebbles, so it helps it grind up the food. That's what microplastics do for you. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors agree that microplastics it helps uh, w- helps what digestion. Those, what are those like commercials about like toxic poop and like well like the probiotics that everyone? Well, that's the best talks- part. You don't digest it, so you actually you safely poop it out. You're, there it's you like go. Corn, it's like corn husks. Like that's, yeah, yeah. And everyone knows we need about it. more corn in our diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I think that's the show. Yeah, that's the show. Thanks for listening, guys. I don't believe what I'm saying. Look, I'm not going to deny being an autistic retard. 
Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me.